What did you say? What was your question? I asked when you when your family sat down with dinner. Yeah. Is it funny? Do you guys laugh a lot, or is it like eat your meat and get out of here? Uh, if my brother is present, then it it's gets, funny. It's stupid. It's funny. My when I was young, my dad was funny at dinner. Sometimes he used to like play little. Like when I was really little, he would do this game where, let's say, reading the salad. He'd take a. He'd have one kid. There's four of us, so he'd have one kid here, one kid here. So he would have a fork of salad, and he would leave it like this, and explain to this kid here that we can't take his salad off his fork. So he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna eat the salad, and you're not gonna take it." Meanwhile, this kid would. Yeah, it's a big salad. joke. Like, and, and we thought it was like the best thing ever. That's good. That's not bad. It's but then, I, as we got older, my brother's funny. Yeah, my brother's funny. Oh, that's good. And it's a different kind of funny. It's it's not the same funny as what we laugh at in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But he's wow. uh he's hilarious. So if he's around, it's we're laughing the whole time. If he's yeah. around, especially if he's around. Yeah. We get the odd laugh sometimes too with when he's not around. Yeah. But he's the he's the centerpiece of the funny at my table. Yeah. You want to right. tell me about yours now? Well, I was just <laughs> I'm saying that because Is that why you're asking? No, no, no. Well, I I'm just think I was just saying I uh, it's so uh my wife and I can laugh at the table and stuff too, but me and uh when Charlie's there, well, you've been uh, sitting at a table, and it's indeed, a shit I have show. Been. It's an absolute shit show. Like, not got manners and stuff, kind of. <laughs> but when we people come over to and eat, I don't think they understand. You know, pass the fork. You know, like, can I have more? like it's? Anyways, it's a comedy show. So yeah. every time someone comes over and eats, like the first time they start laughing, and then people spit out their food all the time. Yeah. So Moorsey, Ryan Moore, lived with us just a short period of time. Yeah, I remember he couldn't finish a meal. Yeah. He'd be he'd have to leave the room, go to the other room, yeah. and he'd be lying on the floor laughing so hard. Yeah. It's like that every day. So the reason I was saying that is I was, since Charlie's been home, not every night because I'm not home every night, but when we sit around and we have our, our dinner, it's like so funny, so funny. So we had someone over last night, and they were just like, come on. Yeah, well, the, I think the best the best is if you have, if you're with people that you have good chemistry with, you can get layers on the joke. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what we always do in here. <laughs> it's like there's always yeah. one more escalation yeah. to the joke. So then yeah. we're laughing at the joke. We're laughing at the escalation to the joke. Yeah. And then we're laughing at how stupid the escalation yeah. of the joke is because <laughs> yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, so it was that's so, funny. So so funny. Anyways, uh, that's all I was. <laughs> That's, anyways, that's all. Yeah. Just wanted to ask Good. if yours was okay. funny because mine is. Um, so we have O Dogs here again. Justin's here today. Hi, Justin. And uh, they're working on the fire alarms as well. So just given that prelude, prelude doesn't matter to anyone that's listening. If the fire alarm goes off, I apologize in advance. I'll edit it out. But if there's a weird right. edit later, yeah, you know the fire alarm went off, yep. man. So sounds good. Yeah, that's fine. We'll be talking today. I want to get to it in a minute. Uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, a lot of people. Okay, so you were you were pushing me on talking about this today, the hockey IQ, hockey sense, yeah. and I have pushback on why I didn't want to do it. But that's what the, kind of the topic's gonna to be today. Yeah, do you want me to give some background? For um, you or? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Okay, so here's why I pushed you on it because it's like the one of the top three most asked questions that I get all yeah. the time. How do I improve hockey IQ? A dad saying, my kid needs to improve his hockey IQ, or he doesn't make the best decisions on the ice, or whatever. That's one of the most popular questions. Yeah. So I felt we should do our due diligence to address 
the elephant in the room, as they say. As they say, yeah. They do say that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's why I made you do it. But I feel like we got a good... Uh, yeah, so I was... After talking about it. So I was it. like, ah, you know, you either kind of get it or you don't. But then I thought about it, and there's so- several ways that you can enhance your hockey IQ. But before I go there... Yeah. So I went all over the place. And I forgot okay. I wanted to say. So I watched... Um, I've been able to watch a couple playoff games in the NHL. Yeah. Great. Um, the intensity is incredible. The fans are nuts. It's it's really good to see. But uh, one thing I was going to say is one of my favorite players, and it's probably not anybody that's listening's favorite player, is Alex Kalorn oh, for yeah? the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Me and Charlie were talking about him last night. I said, look at this guy. So Great. he f- finished the game the other night. This is what I love about him. He's he's uh, He can play fourth, third, second or first line he can he can score he can track he bang. can make plays he can do anything that you need him to do uh harvard graduate by the way and uh so he, you know he's got a brain so maybe that's hockey iq there uh transfers into hockey um but uh, what i like about him is you can move him up and down the lineup and he just does well so when they beat out toronto the other night you, know, you look at the six on five toronto pulled their goalie guess who's on the ice Kalorn. guess who made the absolute last play of the game off his stick and out yeah, like so responsible, right? So I think a lot of the kids that that um, when when we're talking about being a hockey player, like if you're going to look at a complete game, I think that would be more of a guy that you would like to emulate your game off after, is mm-hmm. like a guy like Alex Kalorn, rather than looking at the Connor McDavid's and the the, the high 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 end guys. Now it's not to say don't try to be like those guys, but you're looking at who plays a really complete game that can go up and down the lineup, who's very valuable, that can play for a long time. That that would be a guy that uh, I would say watch. So number yeah. seventeen on the Tampa Bay Lightning, Alex Kalorn, real good hockey player. So uh, that's one. And the other thing I wanted to say is I had a, I enjoyed watching last night because it was Florida Tampa, the Battle of Florida, and I've got two defensemen that I've trained extensively that would be um alex uh, alex i'm saying alex Kalorn is uh, aaron ekblad and uh mikhail sergachev so it was it was nice to watch that yeah, intense yeah, battle yeah. last yeah. night with uh, both of them both of them are fantastic of course you look at headman you got three there's three d that are off the charts good off yeah. the charts the same good, game yeah. off the charts good. i was just watching aaron last night i'm going to talk about a play that uh Kalorn pulled out of him though after Pull his pants down, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, not really. But I'm going to talk about the hockey sense of that after. But I was watching Aaron out there and, and just uh, really, like, you'll never you'll never um, accuse him of being a beautiful skater. That's never going to happen. But all the things that he does, like the nice little sauce pass, that's that's necessary though. The heads up plays, just finding shooting lanes, the, the good stick on puck, like you're coming down on this guy and his stick is in your way. Unbelievable. And then, you know, like I would say Sergey's uh, – like the next level down, but like real good, a little bit more physical. And then, um, anyways, I just wanted to say that. So it was, it was good to watch those two last night. I'm going to enjoy this series because there's two guys that I'm very familiar with. Um, worked with Sergachev for 56 days in a row I when remember. he first came, when he first came to Canada. I remember it was yeah. here. Yeah. yeah he, he says the one thing that he enjoyed working with me is I turned, I, sh- I showed him how to do a tricky shot. A tricky that, shot. One that he uses, like it's off the blue line, yeah, inside yeah. leg thing. And then, uh, and then it's nice watching Aaron uh, just apply so many things that we've done together. You know, yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. It's just it's it's. I don't sit there as fa- of course I want them to, both to do well, but it's like I just watch and I go, okay, this is nice to see now the finished product. Yeah, right? for sure. Aaron well, doesn't come home anymore. It's been two years. Yeah, but um, still talk to him a little bit here and there. Don't like to bug him, but 
anyways, it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's great. And it, it plays into, we'll talk about it a little bit later, is applying stuff to the game, how we say all the time, like you do your skill work, you do your training, and then you do it in the game. Yeah. And these are good, like the masters of doing it in the game. That's why they're, yeah. that's why they're the NHL guys. Because I, I found when I used to train with a lot of these guys when we would skate in the summertime, yeah. one thing I would notice is any isolated skill that any of us have, everyone's kind of in the ballpark. Yep. So when you get on the ice and it's like, if we're doing a stick handling drill where it's like just basics, like go around the cones or, or whatever, or a shooting drill, like everyone has a really good shot. Yeah. Everyone can stick handle well. Every, some guys a little bit more than others, but everyone's in the same realm of yeah, you're, what they you're can good do. good and above. Yeah, right? Everyone's a decent skater. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of schlops out there. It's, it's no. all guys that are good. And I remember when I'd be out there with these guys, it was like, yeah, like I, my skill level's in the ballpark of these guys. Yeah. But it's when you put them in the game. It's yeah. like that is where the difference is because they can take all of those things and appropriately apply it to whatever the game situation is. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what gets us into that that topic of the hockey IQ stuff yeah. because for me, we were talking about it a bit yesterday. And you have so much good stuff to say about it. And I said, I asked you, I was like, well, if you had to give it one definition, like if you had to knock it down to one sentence, like how do you define what hockey IQ is? And it's a really hard thing to define. And to me, the way that I would do, do that, if I had to smush it into one sentence, it would just be the ability to make the right decision on the, not just good decisions, but the right decision. So, so when in certain situations, you just know when to make the play. You just know when to hang on to it for an extra second. You just know when to shoot it instead of pass it. Like those types of decisions in the actual game that make you effective as a player some guys just have that like right away from when they're young and I want I wanted you to talk about why why did you say at the start well when we were talking like the you either have it or you don't kind of thing is what makes this tricky like what do you mean by that like why why is that the initial thought about it I think yeah that's it's a it's a good question um because it just seems like you just have it or you don't. That's yeah. what it just seems like. You know, I just talked to O-Dog. He goes, oh, you're talking about hockey IQ. He goes, is that something that you just get it or you don't? And I go, yeah. It, so, okay. So, but, <laughs> but for people that aren't hockey, yeah. when you say you just get it or you don't, or you just have it or you don't, have what? Like, what do you have? The the sense of making plays. Yeah. The sense of, like, this is what needs to be done. And, it, right. I mean, it changes under different circumstances. Yeah. But there's still the, the sense of what needs to be done. Like, like simple a very simple example if, if i'm going to uh let's say not even body check we're just talking checking but let's say it's body checking that, that could be included like it's just being on the right side of the puck so you can't escape and, yeah. and not be in a you know in a good spot or it's just when you see a play that is a like to me the most common sense play someone's ahead of you in a better position it just there should be no hesitation it should be a, it should be a play that moves should that a play that should happen to me that's just it should be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so like definitely. for me, it's simple. Now, having said that, if you said uh, like, you know, computers, you know how you can run a computer <laughs> and stuff, yeah. you must look, I have no hockey sense when it comes to computers. Right. Zero. Like yeah. any of this stuff, like, and it's just, well, why is that? It's because probably because I didn't put any time in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. So the other thing about hockey sense is uh, why I think it's, it's hard to get is because you have to have uh, a, de- a desire. You know what I mean? Like, so some kids, some kids just play. And they, without any, without studying the game. And I think that's a big thing is like, you have to have a desire to, to want to get hockey sense or to, that's just, to me, just, I want to learn the game. I want to be good at it. Right. You know? Yeah, so yeah, like, there, like there's, 
I've seen kids come up through the ranks, you know, one particular player I'm thinking about, it's like, if I was to rate his hockey sense, it would have been zero, maybe one. Like, so you play a lot of years. So what, what, what would, well, how did he make the team? Well, he worked real hard. Okay. So he worked real hard, but everything he did, nothing else happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he'd have the puck and it'd be like the same thing every single time, hard as he can go. Yep. And then end up with the same result every single time. So to me, there wasn't any analysis of like, okay, why, why would I have the puck on, when I have a puck on my stick? Why doesn't anything ever happen? Yeah. Like you know, look at your roots, look at your patterns. Like why do I end up in this exact same place every single time? Like after six years, you think that would be a question. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, it's the same on on the back checking part. We like work his butt off, get back. But a lot of the times, you'd be back in the wrong spot or overwork over back check so it's like okay this isn't necessarily working so to me does that kid learn hockey have any hockey sense or can you teach it i don't know i don't know because i think that in that that intrinsic desire to want to learn makes your hockey sense or your hockey iq go up does that make sense right yeah Yeah. and and maybe like well another parallel that i'll draw for people to kind of understand is um before you start to get into your stuff is uh, an easy one is math math class yeah there's some kids that they just get math concepts. Like you can explain something to them once and it's just like, yep, got it. Makes total sense. Yeah. Perfect. Whereas a lot of other kids, they need it two, three, four times. And a lot of kids, it doesn't matter what you do. They just cannot grasp what some of the concepts are, Yeah, you know, and that's, it's, you can make that parallel with hockey as well. So I remember that happening in school all the time. And that might be something that's really relatable or understandable for for any kid or any parent. So if you remember, remember how you were sitting in math class, did you just get math? Like, did you just, get are you it? asking me the question? No, or no, just, to, just okay. to anyone, but you, you too though. Did you just get it or no, I didn't get it. And I was a kid. The that, basics, the basics. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could put four quarters together. I know I got a buck. Right. But for any, like, especially more advanced stuff, I would get it like right yeah. away. If somebody, somebody explained it once clearly, I would get it, might have a question or two, and then I would get it like no pro, no question. Other kids know. And so for parents and kids that are listening, you can ask yourself that. Did you just get it when you sat in math class? Yeah. Were you one of those kids or were yeah. you one of the kids that had to work yeah. or really struggled or maybe you never got it? You know, so, and you can apply that exact same thing to anything, but hockey in the case that we're talking about, it's the exact yeah. same thing. Some kids just from a young age, they see the guy that's open. They know to make the play. They know how to tripod pass. They know how to check the guy coming over their shoulder. They know how to do all these little things that yeah. make the game easy for them yeah. or easier for them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that doesn't mean there aren't things you can do to work on it. And that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you can do to improve it. But this was kind of our discussion about it yesterday. It's even if you do all this work, will you be as good as the kid that just gets math? And maybe you will, maybe you won't. Right. Maybe at some point that extra work overtakes the other guy's yeah. ability to just understand yeah. things easily. But that's I think that's a good analogy that I'll... I'm going to leave with is that the idea of math class, you know, if you could work as much as you want at it, will you ever be as good as the kid that's really good at math? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah. that's kind of the idea of how we're going to frame it as you start yeah. to talk about yeah. um, what you're going to talk about yeah. here. So developing hockey IQ and hockey sense, like to me, as I said earlier, it's like, I, I'm very careful about talking about this because uh, I don't want anybody to walk away thinking, oh, okay, if I do these things for sure, I'm going to have a higher, better, uh, a Wayne Gretzky hockey IQ because that's not, there's a gift and then there's work, right? Yeah. And uh, so, but here's some, a whole bunch of things that will help you if you apply them. 
So the number one thing, and is I think it's pretty obvious, he's got to play hockey. Playing it will give you a, a pretty good sense. Number two is watch, but not just watch hockey, study it. There's a big difference between walk, watching to just be entertained, and there's a big difference between watching to study and to learn, right? So while you're watching, especially if you're watching NHL, really good ways that you can maybe get your mind open or, or receptive to learning or just get ideas is there's guys like Ray Ferraro, excellent, Gary Galley, Kevin Biaxa that are in between, they're either color commentating or you get them in between periods and they explain some things. And if you pick up some of their thoughts and, and actually listen to what they're saying and, and look and say, okay, that makes sense to me and uh, pick up, you could, you'll learn a lot about hockey that way, right? So the, yeah. those really good color commentators, I like, really like Ray Ferrari. Actually, you mentioned Kevin Biax and I said he's actually pretty good too. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that have played and they're, they're showing parts of the game that this happened because of this. So if you can be in tune to that, that that's a really good thing. Um, and to me... Watch and study hockey and ask, and, and the, the key is to ask questions, okay? So when you're watching games, so improving your IQ is number one, watch games, okay? Watch games, ask questions. Play games, ask questions. Practice, ask questions. Skills, your skill session, ask questions. Training, ask questions. Video, ask questions. When you're sitting with your coach or someone going over some video, ask a ton of questions. So for me as a, as a, as a, as a coach or a skills trainer, when I explain something to somebody or if I show them something, a deficiency or whatever, to help them improve their, their game and they don't ask a question, a follow-up question, at least a good chunk of the time, then to me it's like they're not even engaged. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I already know. And that's not improving anything. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So I think that's... Uh, a very, very important piece is to ask questions because when you ask questions, you get answers. Yeah. Right. And what are the questions you ask? It's the, it's the W5 plus the H. Yeah. Right. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. So like, for example, when I'm watching a game, like, why did this happen? Who, who's, who's doing it? Like, how, how did he do it? Why did he do it? Where did he do it? Why did he do it? Like, when can I use that? Right. So if I'm watching a game, uh, for example, you might look at an NHL game, you go, why is it like you, the guys come out of a, on a power play, they come all the way up the ice, and then they send it all the way back? Like, I know the answer, but that's a question. Like, if you're watching a game, you just see that, and you're as a hockey player, and you just see that happen over and over again. Do you notice it? Do you ask the question? Or you just say, uh, uh, or you just watch it? Mm-hmm. Right? If you're just watching that happen over and over, you're probably not really understanding the game. Right? So this is, that's a question to ask. I'm just going to throw a couple out like, like that. Um, why does, uh, here's another example is you'll see, it, it doesn't seem like the smartest play to me, like not to me, to a lot of the times, but you'll see maybe a puck go D to D and hold on to the puck. And that's a stretch pass straight up the ice where there's a forward with a D right on his ass, right? Or either he chips it in or he holds onto it to make another play. So if you like, like I understand why it, it could be a system thing. It could be. Uh, just to stretch guys out, it's whatever. There's a lot of different reasons for it, but if you're watching the game, you you, you could actually say like that seems like a really stupid play. Yeah. But then why do they keep making the stupid play? That answer will re- reveal itself once in a while, right? So then you go, okay, I, I, maybe I get start to get that. Um, why uh, why do they dump in? 
Like why, why do they dump in and when do they dump in and where do they dump it to? It's not sometimes not just good enough to dump a puck in a corner. What's the purpose of it? Well, is it to wear down the D or is it just, you, you don't have the skill to get through or is that something that I need to work on or like, why are we dumping in? Where do I dump it to? And how do I go get it? Like those are the actual questions, right? And, uh, is it a system thing or is it, is it, is it, uh, is it the guy doing that just because he doesn't have the skill to make a one-on-one play? Yep. You know, like there's a lot totally. of reasons for that. So that's that's another thing. Where where are shots coming from? You know, if you don't know where shot, like you don't have a uh, good goal scoring uh, nose for the net. Like look look at where the shots are coming from. That helps you both sides of the puck, right? If shots all come from the outside, then that's one thing. But do they come or do they come more from the inside? Where are most goals scored from? Right, so if you if you know that most goals are scored tighter to the net, so where should you on the defensive side? Where should you be? But if you're on the offensive side and you're looking for passes, where should you be? Like, why is it always happening there? So those are things like you can you can you can see patterns happening, so you can start making decisions differently. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, there was another one I wanted to say is oh yeah, so like I was just watching last night because. Uh, you know, a lot of times you get a, a scrum on the wall yep. and there's three guys, four guys, five guys, six guys, but usually it's like four or five. It's like, why do they stand there and wait? Who? Why is there one guy hesitant to go in? Like, why shouldn't I just jump? Why shouldn't I just maybe fly the zone because if our guy wins it? Like all these different questions. And there's actually reasons for that. Like there's a there's kind of a rule when I played, fourth man in loses. Yeah. Do you ever hear that one? Yeah. Right? So fourth man in loses. It seems so like you'll see the fourth guy kind of not get in there quite as quick because there's going to be a loose puck and he typically is going to get it. So like those are questions and things you need to learn. So when you go into scrums like that, you might go all aggressive. They end up with the puck behind your net. Why? Well, if you understand how patterns happen in hockey, then you actually can think and be in better positions. Yep. So um, anyways, do you want to add anything yeah, to that I for do. now? So, okay. So more more generally like if i'm extracting out the the principles two things stick out just from what you were saying one was we talked about before the difference between watching like a fan and watching yeah. as a player as a coach or someone who's actually trying to get better at the game because if you surface watch which is what a lot of people do and you know, last week i went to a few games over the last week and yeah. i was just surface watching like there was nothing critical I mean, you can't help but notice certain things, but I wasn't there to try to study. I was there just watching yeah. to enjoy the game. Yeah. And you miss so many things when you watch like that because you're just watching the puck float around. Yeah. And if you're somebody at home that watches, watching the playoffs right now or whatever, and you just sit and watch that puck and follow it around anywhere it goes without asking any questions like that, then you miss a lot of that stuff. And that transfers to decisions that you're going to end up making on the ice. You know, so if you're not asking, and th this was something I never did either. Like I even remember when you, I was on the ice with you when I was a kid doing skill stuff. I never asked you, I don't remember. I would have asked you how to improve a skill sometimes, but I never would have said, where in the game am I using this? Right. Where is it most appropriate to use this? I never yeah. asked that yeah. ever. And that's a very important question to ask, you know, yeah. because if you have the skill, but you don't know where to apply the skill, yeah. you know, so when you're watching the game, it's important that you watch critically and that brings me to my second point. We talk about being able to have a brain. This is why you can't be an idiot when you're an athlete because unless you're one of those guys that we talk about that just gets it and you get those one percenters who in the rest of their life, they seem like they're just a jackass, but they just get hockey, man. They just understand yeah. how it goes. They know how to read the game. They know how to read the yeah. plays. A lot of guys aren't that though. 
Nope. And so they have to work at it and they have to work to learn how to make the correct decisions in certain situations. And that takes, again, critical thinking, man. Always yeah. comes back to that. You have to be able to critically think. And that's why it doesn't matter if it's hockey. It doesn't matter if it's math class. Asking the question, the why, 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 why? It will bleed over yeah. into other things. And this is, if you don't give a rip about school, this is one thing that you can use to practice having the skill of asking questions. It's just always ask questions. And, and I, I credit Charlie with this too, because he's a guy that doesn't, he doesn't care about school a whole lot. But he always will say when we're having discussions or whatever, I'll ask him why. I'll be like, I wanted to ask why, but I didn't even want to get into it today. Like I didn't want whatever. But he's a kid that he asks. Uh, he needs you know? to know why. And, and that's great because if it doesn't matter so much in the subject you're learning at school, he knows how to do that in hockey now. Yeah. And he does it with me in the gym. Yeah. Why this? Why am yeah. I in this position? Why am I in that position? Why yeah. am I doing this? Seabass is another guy. And these are two guys yeah. that are excelling in, in their sport. Yeah. And to a certain degree... They both had some, I get it, about the game already. Yeah. But they also have that question asking capacity. They always yeah. are asking. It's always them too. It's always, yeah. it always is, you know? And yeah. you find that when you work with small groups of kids, you get the couple kids that it's, they're always the ones that are yeah. asking the questions or that are paying yeah. the most attention or that are thinking critically about what they're doing or follow instructions to the best of their ability most consistently. Yeah. And these are the guys that end up getting, they seem to always get the leg up. It always seems to be them. You know, the common denominator ends up being those guys for the yeah. most part. Yeah. You get, like I said, you get the odd guy that can just get by doing whatever and they're just that good. But for the most part, the common denominator ends up being that ability to ask the question and to critically think about the situation that you're yeah. in. You yeah. know? So that's, yeah. that's what I want to say. About yeah, that. Uh, Charlie last year, when he, the summer he got drafted, we we're doing some shooting stuff and he, pointed a couple things out to me on how he felt and he didn't say he was right or he was wrong but he goes dad i just feel on this situation the puck here feels better and i said well if it actually does then you have to go with your feel hmm. uh basically we got 95 percent of the same principle if the five percent works for you better in this situation then you go for it yeah um you know what I mean? So, but the, the thought process is there and, and yeah, he throws out a lot of stuff to me Well, and, 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 and or, or how or why, or I feel this. It's like, those are, that's processing the game. Yeah. And, and you know? all of that ends up being, it, it ties into everything that we talk about yeah. with and any hockey topic, life topic, whatever. Like we, I was talking to these two kids and I was asking them about their weekend. Okay. And this seems like it's not related, but it is. How's your weekend? Good. Okay. What'd you do? I don't know. You don't know. You mean, what do you mean yeah, you, you don't know? Probably have an idea. It was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what did you do? Yeah. I'm. I want to ask them the question. There's. They're not thinking. Because if I force them, if I dig, if I yeah. pry, it's like, well, where were you? What time was that yeah. at? Whatever. Yeah. They have an answer. Yeah. But they're not used to the thinking part. Yeah. You know, and that's a really important thing to get used to, man. The yeah. thinking part. Yeah, it's asking the questions. Yeah, and, and they just don't have it. And that's why this is the part we're, we're going to get into. Like, the, this is the yeah. part that you can improve. Yeah. Like, So what I was going to say, though, is as a coach, if, you're, if you're, your job is actually to, to teach this kind of stuff, so um, when, you're, when you're doing any type of teaching, system-wise, uh, in-game play and all that kind of stuff, it's important that you explain why and give them a couple of reasons where to do it and how to do it and stuff like that. When's appropriate and stuff. Cause the, the, the kids will go, it'll make a little bit more sense to them. Yeah. You know? And when that's the, the interesting part about it is 
so <laughs> the week the workout that we had on the weekend, I was digging at them to get, answer the question. Yeah. And then I asked them on Monday, and they answered the question, and thought about it. Yeah. And it was just after w- once I asked yeah, them yeah. one time. Yeah. You know, and so as as a coach or as a parent or whatever, this is a skill that you can start to help them with. You yeah. know, because that's the co- most common thing I see with the young kids is they don't they're not question askers. Yeah. A lot, not a, it's very rare. I yeah. find it very rare to find those a few kids that really question and listen and try to understand the why behind things. Yeah. So it's a good skill that you can yeah. you can start to introduce to them. The other the other thing inside a game is find your player, right? Find your player. So like like Ordinary. I would suggest if you're watching like a team like Tampa, you really watch a, a Alex Kalorn yeah. and just watch what he does when he does things and and try to figure him out a little bit because he's like a very complete player. Yeah. Uh that would be one, but okay, but so it's not Alex Kalorn. Say you actually want to be uh Nathan McKinnon. So yeah, watch him. Watch him. And watch when he turns on the Jets and when he how he beats guys with speed and how he takes those shots. He's got some like he's got one move that he used 90% of the time when he comes on goalies yep. where it's a uh forehand backhand and slips it to his forehand he just tucks it upstairs like that's something that you could take from him like how does he hide the puck yeah right and how does he do it with speed how does he finish his checks like all those kind of things so watch him yeah take it uh the other thing you want to do inside a game when you're watching is not only watch what's happening is try to understand the different different times in the game different things happen so when you're watching a game you might say like uh why at the why at the end of the game is uh, you're such an offensive player is like not really taking chances or or whatever. Well, the the type of the game like it might be a really close game where they have to hang on to a lead or defend a lead or whatever. It changes the way that the team sort of plays. So some of the decisions that you would make at certain times can be different decisions than you make at other yeah, times. That's a it's an in-game point. decision, right? So, yeah. So th- this was the example we were talking about a bit yesterday. Is that that stretch pass that you mentioned before? Yeah. So if you go D to D and then up to the guy at the far blue line. Yeah. So I, I was, there's a bunch of different situations where guys do that Yeah. or they shouldn't do that. But what you don't want to do is watch the game and say, okay, they always stretch past it. So I'm going to always stretch past right. it because that's what they do. It's, it's, it's no, it's context dependent on what's happening in the game. Yeah. So if you see, if, if I'm the left defenseman and I'm going to rip it up to the far blue line and I'm the lefty, I get, I get the pass across. It's not an auto up. It could be an auto up. But it's not always, it's not a given that you're just firing it up. So I was watching a playoff game last week. And the team that I was watching, it happened five, six times on both sides. Where it was like they were automatically throwing it far blue line. Yeah. And that D that was in his back pocket could yeah. just step in front and yeah. take the pass. You know, and that just not reading that, yeah, that's a problem. Because yeah. now that's just a turnover. It's not a useful play. So yeah. that's why it's important to understand when they're using the thing. Because... Yeah. Just because you have a guy stretched out there doesn't mean you automatically throw it to him yeah. by default every time. Yeah. Because if that D has a certain gap on him or that D is in motion a little bit and he can just easily step up in front, then that's going to be a problem. If the D's right on his back hip and you're trying to get a dump in, maybe it is the right play. If you guys, if the guys need a change, maybe that is the right play. If you've got yeah. guys going with speed, maybe it is the yep. right play. So the point is you need to know when to do the thing that you're watching. Yeah. It's not just, oh, they did that, so I'm going to do that. That's the easy thing to do is you see, oh, McKinnon does this all the time. Yeah. I'm going to just do it every time. It's like, no, he does it in a certain situation when it will likely work for him. Yep. You know what I mean? So 100%. that's a good point on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, like understand that there's certain times like, so again, I was talking about, you know, why the kids, it's like go, 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 go. 
nothing ever really happened. And it's like, well, sometimes this go, go, go wasn't necessary at all. It was actually detrimental. You should need to sit back yeah. a little bit. Right? Well, the, ba- the back check example is yeah. good too, right? Or or even on the, on the forecheck sometimes. Yeah. You already be two guys fighting for a puck and he'd still get in there and make sure that he was yeah. F1 even though he was F3. Exactly. Like that's, that's like not reading the game whatsoever, right? So yeah. like, especially if you're, you know, well – how many times you you expose the middle of the ice that way, right? So yeah, a little, yeah, little chip play out, and then you're back checking. Then he has to back check hard because he wasn't using his brain, right? Right. So there's zero hockey sense. That's what I was saying. He's got zero to one, one on a level of ten hockey sense, right? Yeah. So, and that's why you can see it's all over the ice. It's with the puck, yeah. without the puck, any situation. If you back yeah. check so hard that you don't pick up the guy you were supposed to yeah. pick up because you're yeah. beating him back to the net. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's not good. <laughs> no, you know the point is to come back so that you pick somebody up. Yeah. It's not coming yeah. back just to come back. Yeah, you know there's always a purpose behind the thing, so it's important yeah. that you guys are doing that. Yeah. yeah. So the eye test, kid works hard, perfect. Yeah. And kid doesn't have a hockey brain. Yeah, it doesn't accomplish anything. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. The other thing would be uh, playing your games, ask a lot of questions. I mean, that's you could do that after or whatever, but you you know in between, if you have assistant coaches, you can ask. You know, you see the guys come on the iPads a lot. Sometimes they look there just to see how great they are. Yeah. But a lot of the guys look at it to say, how could I have done that better? Or what was good about that, right? Or where did this D step up or whatever, right? Yeah. So when you're playing games, don't be afraid to ask questions to the assistant coaches or maybe even guys on your team. What did you see? Stuff like that to see how the games, the game is evolving. Uh, you can ask questions like, um, you know, if you're having a hard time, maybe, maybe the other team's plugging up the neutral zone, you're having a hard time getting in, you know, communicating with your guys so you can, uh, recognize the patterns that the other teams are having and, and, and get together and like counter what, what the other team's doing to you. Yep. Um, practice is a real important place to ask questions now. Like when you're, when you're practicing, it's not just about asking questions to the coach. It's like asking yourself the questions mm-hmm. is like, why, like, why is this working? Why is it not working? Yep. Uh, what you're going to find in practice is um, you're going to find like you might get a pass. 20 different ways you're doing one drill you might get a pass 20 different ways in your feet too hard too soft behind you and and so this is hockey iq okay so here i'm gonna give you a really good example so we do a drill on the ice and i pull the guys in usually for this so you're getting a drill where you're getting pretty good passes on your backhand and you do five in a row and you haven't caught one pass a smart player that has hockey sense, this is a different type of hockey sense, is going to recognize that they're not catching the pass on their backhand. So what they should do is something obviously different, right? So catching a hard pass on your backhand is not the same as catching a hard pass on your forehand, right? So a hockey sense thing to me would be not trying to, it's like just stopping the puck, like having a really hard catch. You could actually do it with one hand and just stopping it and it'll never stop your momentum. Right. Not everything has to be, you know, like it, like it has in the textbook or the, the hockey manual, right? Where you yeah. catch it and you cradle it and whatever, because it actually doesn't work a lot of the times. So like, that's one example is like when you see something that doesn't work five, six, seven times in a row, then you have to ask yourself a question is why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. Because nothing will change if you if you keep doing what you're doing. So by just sitting back and saying, what are different approaches to taking this hard pass on my backhand or one that's tight to my feet? And then when you, you know, it might be yourself doing, answering the question, trying things. It might be a, a teammate, it might be a coach, it might be a skills coach or whatever saying, oh, well, try this, try this. And then you've increased your hockey IQ. It's not necessarily game sense and patterns, but it's your own personal hockey IQ. Right. Right. Why is it that when I shoot, is it uh, 
Like the goalie always seems to stop it. Like I just, I'm not getting good shots on net. That's a question. It's like, okay, well, maybe you're not changing the angles. Maybe you're telegraphing and, and, and by tweaking these little things is increasing your actual hockey IQ. Yeah. So, and it doesn't, like people might argue with that. So it's not actually hockey IQ. Well, it is though. Because you're taking a problem and you're solving it. That's what hockey IQ is. You're solving problems. Totally. So it's like you, you can do that in your skills as well, right? Is is solve problems in your skill and your hockey IQ goes up. Yep. So if you're coming down the ice with speed now and you have to talk about that backhand pass, you get a, like someone just hammers one to you because, you know, as long as I get it on a stick and get it out of our zone, it's good. Well, if you have the ability to say, okay, recognize that really quickly, that obviously quickly because it's coming quick. And it's like, okay, I don't, your habits now, you create a habit, hockey IQ habit of just backhanding it and, and maintaining your speed. Well, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, all those, all those little skill things are great. So asking questions, I'm going to, I'm going to categorize that as number one. I got, I have two other points that kind of go with that, but I don't want to interrupt your flow if you have other things to say. So do you want me to go with oh, my no, you go. Yeah, you go. So, so, so number one, so asking questions, you got that. Asking questions, important. So the second thing that I think is really important is that, especially as, as kids starting to come up, you need to have your skill level at each individual skill needs to be at a certain level where you don't have to think about performing the skill anymore. Because the problem is when you're in hockey, the way that you, the only time you can focus on hockey IQ or making good decisions is if you can take your skills for granted. Yeah. So if you have, if you can stick handle really well, if you can shoot the puck really well, if you can skate really well, then you never have to think about doing it. Your body just does it now. It's on auto. Yeah. So then what can you focus all your attention? Yeah. Right. So what, then where can you put all your focus on actually playing yeah. the game now? But if you catch the puck and you still have to look down to make sure you have it and you still have to make stick handle with intention to make sure that you're keeping control of the puck or you're worried about your backwards skating. So you're thinking about how you're technically Technique. skating backwards, yeah. then you can't focus on making game decisions, yeah. you know? So you need to really work to get yourself to a level where you can take your skills for granted now, because now you can ask those questions, Like you can't get to the point of saying, why am I not scoring? If you don't already have a good shot, you can't get to the point of saying, why did this move not work? If you can't stick handle well in the first place. You know, how come I can't beat this guy wide if I'm not a good skater? It's like all those things need to be done first, right? So if you're, and as, as a parent or as a coach too, if you're expecting your kid to have a better hockey IQ, well, if the kid can't stick handle well yet, then he's so focused on when he gets the puck, just maintaining control of the puck yeah. that he's not worried about who's around him, what play to make or, or any well, of that. Well, that's even, even like when people go into skill building, like when people say they like a private lesson or, um, when kids are young, you can't actually over teach them. Yeah. Or you can't no, you can over teach them. Yeah. Uh, so what, right. as you're talking about that, a lot of people have asked me like um about coming to a camp and I'm like, the last thing a younger kid needs is someone teaching them every little thing. I know yeah. it sounds counterintuitive a lot of times, but if if like as you said, if someone's not very skilled, what they need to do is they need to get their f- footing. Yeah, exactly. So let's say you're a beginner skater. The worst thing you do to a kid that's just learning how to skate is, skate. okay, bend your knees, keep your head up, do this, 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 push. No, you got to keep your arm in front. The kid just looks at you like, I, I am just like, the wiring in my brain is just going everywhere. I need to just try to stand here without falling. Yeah. 
And then once you start doing that, they, they kind of learn as you go until there's a, a base set, then you can start saying, okay, try this, try this. And it's like, so you get someone that can skate and then you add pucks to it and stick handling. Like that's a huge learning process. And the more that you hear yapping, the less that you're going to be able to do. So as you know, you're the way you described is a different level of that is that if your skill level isn't high, then you have to put a lot of brain power into just achieving the base minimum. So which was something that I had in here is when you practice and when you do your skills, but practicing for sure is practice with your head up, eyes up and eyes scanning out all the time. So even when you're catching passes, try to get it to the point where you understand where the pass is coming. You have minimal time looking at the puck. So like if you're getting a pass, you should be able to like maybe glance down. That's about it. But you should be able to do everything in stride, glance down with your head up because this is what increases your hockey IQ exceptionally. And this is where Aaron Ekblad is really good is that it slows time down. So practice with your eyes, head up, eyes scanning. It's, it's important because like if you get that quick pass, if you look down, it takes away, it adds time or it takes away time. You should be able to take that while you're looking up and making a decision. So if you're still concentrating on being able to handle pucks, then the game is slow. Yeah. But now, so if you practice with your head up, eyes up, eyes always scanning up, and you're always looking, scanning the ice the whole time that you're on the ice. You're seeing everything develop around you. You're seeing, a, yeah. you know, even if you're doing drills, you see a guy fall over here, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing a, a stick handling drill, let's say, and, and you're you're looking up and it's just seeing as much as you can see, working on your peripheral and stuff like that, seeing things develop. Maybe you'll see a guy fall, but it's like, okay, I saw that out of the corner of my eye. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing in a game, right? You see a body going, right? If you see... Uh, another guy in front of you maybe cutting so that you have to maybe he's cutting you off like whatever that whatever the things are the goalie's down like you're just trying to recognize everything around you and absorb it yeah and then all of a sudden you're seeing a lot more things and that's actually what happens in a game so now when you're carrying a puck up the ice you know like things will happen quick so you get a puck on your stick as you're doing that you see one guy cutting in the middle of the ice and that that's a quick play to make right you've become very very quick yeah. the other thing it does is it um, w- with the habit of keeping your eyes head up and scanning out? Is um, it, it it it'll appear like Aaron Eckblad that your 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 uh, panic threshold is a lot better. If you see Aaron with a puck on a blue line with pressure coming on him, yeah, he he never panics. Yeah, doesn't even like point. like it's yeah. like I panic. I'm watching him and I go, oh Aaron, heads, then he's got it. He's yeah. got it. He sees things before they happen, and it's just like for, if there's someone five feet away to him, it might as well you might as well be Bill. You might as well be twenty five feet away. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Well, and that's that's a huge huge thing, and that goes to what I was saying there. If you have the skill, the base of skill, where you don't have to ever think about the actual skill part, then all you have to worry about is the decisions that you're making. You know, and so you can put all of your focus, all of your energy into seeing the ice, reading the play, where are your guys, what is the right play to make in whatever the situation is. Then all you have to do is focus on that. And you can start to do what you said is ask those questions. When should I do which thing? But if you don't hit that baseline level, then you don't get to that point. Right. You're so focused on just trying to maintain the position that you have or or make the handle the puck the way that you need to or whatever that you can't even do that decision making process. And that goes into like that. That is basically what the where hockey IQ comes in. It's like if you can't work on your decision making because your skills aren't there yet, then you can't have better hockey IQ. It's not going to happen, you know. So that was my my second point on that one. Do you have anything else on that? I got I got one more. Well, the other thing was is is you should like body checking. Like, do you get hit a lot? 
if you get if you get hammered a lot or get hit open ice, your uh, your hockey IQ is probably lacking. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. You're seeing plays develop. Yeah. Right. So like I remember when I played, I never really got hit. I I got hit when I chose to get hit or to take a hit, but uh, you're not getting caught rocked not very often. like i yeah. remember one time i actually in junior i remember one time uh d uh london knights i i made a play because i was always aware always stick up to protect yourself right like that's that's hockey sense yeah. you know i've seen i've seen guys get blown up it's like you, you should never be in that position right like I, I've, I've players that i teach is always when you make a play or not make a play if you just if it's not on your stick and you're just roaming around you're either stick on the ice like ready or your stick is up to protect yourself at all times. That's hockey sense. Because if you're like this, skating around and someone, yeah. your own teammate could bump into yeah. you and you're, you're toast. Yeah. Right? It can knock out. So it's always having that up. But anyways, the body contact part, I I made this one play against uh, London and it was like one, two, three, and then I got the big elbow in, in the in the forehead. Didn't knock me out or anything. Saw a little bit of stars. But uh, that was like the only time I actually got hammered without not seeing it but it was like so late that it was just like yeah, yeah. dirty dirty yeah but the other times i'd see a guy trying to do a scott stevens hit like you through center coming, ice yeah. and i just like okay here it comes and then i just suck it in and then be able to move the puck so i never really took never absorbed big hits mm-hmm. it was like seeing things before they happen so guys that get bumped a lot like a lot unless you it's part of your game like you're choosing to then like to take hits, then you shouldn't really get hit that much. O-Dog was really good at that because being a D when you're going to get a puck, right? So how do you how do you know you're going to get hit or not? Like a lot of kids would say, well, I didn't see it coming. Well, that's your shoulder checks. Like every before you before you grab pucks, you know, you're looking at what side the guy's on and you're basically going the opposite, opposite way or you're shoulder checking or faking to get out of the way and, and juke him a little bit. Right. So anyways, that's another huge thing is, is uh, if you're if you're absorbing a lot of hits, that aren't your choice, then you probably have to work on some hockey sense stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So the, the last one that I was going to say, and you kind of touched on it there too, is um, you talk about this when we're doing skill stuff a lot, is that your brain and body have to work together. Yeah. And I think that plays into it as well. Coordination is the word, or like things are in sync is another part of it too. Yeah. So when you're doing your skill stuff, for sure. But then yeah. when you're on the ice, a lot of times the decisions that you make are going to come from the positions that you're putting yourself in or what move you just made or whatever you're doing skill-wise. So whatever your body does, that oftentimes is going to lead you into whatever the next decision is that you need to make. So one thing that you always say is when you're doing skill stuff in particular is, is that you need to you need to have like an escape move yes, or you need yes. to be able to get out. Yes. And that's a hockey IQ thing. Yeah, so absolutely. you go you go and you make your move inside yes. out. Oh, that didn't work. You need to be able to recover and do something else after. So your brain and body have to be synced up so that you can make the following decision that you need to make. Otherwise... These, you find guys they skate themselves into a corner or they make too many moves and they can't get out of it and they trap themselves those types of things happen all the time and yeah. that's that plays into hockey iq for me too so it's the the three the three the ones that i want to leave with is the question asking thing obviously you want to have high enough skill level where you can just focus on the decision making and then you want to make sure that those two things are working together your body and your and your mind are both on the same page with what you're trying to accomplish so that you can have that flow to your game where like one decision leads to the next leads to the next and it's nice and smooth not choppy and that'll lead to better outcomes when you're making plays or trying to do whatever you're doing on the ice yeah one thing that you can train for uh for that is i've I've got a drill that i do um so what i'll use is i could use pylons i could use nets i could use whatever you want to use but basically it's you i'm coming or you're coming on me 
And all I'm going to do is I'm going to set, give you a pattern. Okay, so let's say you're going to stick handle. You're going to you're going to pivot backwards. You're going to spin, but all the time that you're doing this, you have to be in eye contact with right. me, and you have to be using your skill. So like, because I, because I give them a task to do while they do this. So while you're doing that, you you'd be amazed at how many people once they go to like let's say they go to do a pivot that their brain there's a gap in the brain right. and they stop stick handling or exactly. they stop stop their feet moving. So if I ask you now to add something to it, like and that's speak to me. So there's another um, there's another um, skill on top of your hockey skill. So having a conversation takes another circuit. So that you'll see when people go to do this, that their feet will stop, their hands will stop. I said, well, I'm glad that you can speak to me, but that's not the point. I understand you can speak. Yeah. So that, you know, they can catch themselves going, oh, wow, that's a little harder to do two tasks. Right. Right. Because your brain's doing this. Right. So what the, one of the drills that I like to do is like, as I'm doing this, is, is throwing numbers out, two, one, four. So as they're doing whatever patterns I give them with their head up, they have to do recognition and speak. Like say, like to say, say what the, the number numbers. is. Yeah. yeah. So another way that you can do this is you could take, so this is really good for coaches and dads. Even if you're going to take your kid out for a, a little training session is get red, yellow, blue, put numbers on it or letters or whatever. And this hold them like this. So I want you to do this task. Okay. So you stick handling, you're going to pivot, you're going to come back forward, whatever, sidestep, whatever. And it's going to be red four, blue a, and you go through that thing and you're going to be, you'll be amazed. It never ceases to amaze me how people go and they stop and they go blue a, and it's like, congratulations, you're in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. point of this is to do this while you're skating, exactly. while you're stick handling, while you're looking around, while you speak, because a couple of things are happening. You're kin kinesthetically, you're moving, right? So you're, 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 you're doing that skill. So, that, so it's never going to stop. So you're adding the, um, uh, what do you call that? The vocal is that, uh, audio. Okay. Audio. So you're adding the audio uh, component uh, component to it. But so what happens in a game when you're playing? If if O Dog's over there and he goes, Andy, head up. I hear that with, with right. I don't stop and go what exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't. Uh, and then boom. <laughs> right. Or I don't stop and go like or dump it and I go what, what corner or you know exactly oh, here 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 and I don't have to stop and actually analyze where he is and stuff. Right. Yeah. It doesn't confuse me. So train that part. The other part is that. When you're when you're when you're you're recognizing right, so you have four blue, red, whatever, is your your brain's going okay. So I'm doing this, and I I see a pattern here, and I have to think. So when you're playing in a game, what do you have to do, right? I see a guy coming or a guy cutting across, whatever. I see open ice, and I at split decision I can make because my brain's been trained to do that. And then the last part is that you can speak it. So what's the other part of the game? Oh dog, go go. Oh dog, right? No no, back off, whatever. Like cut. I, you know, and you're speaking, right? You can yell. So that all of a sudden you're taking all those senses that you have and you're putting it into one. And if you practice that alone, that would be uh, uh, a really good drill to, to just open up your brain. And and not only when you're doing the speaking, like when you're, when I say blue, let's say blue four, it's not just blue four. It's, it's like blue four, like be assertive and, and like get into it while performing your task. It's a really good drill. Yeah. Another drill that I like to do, and the kids actually really love it at all ages, is I'll take a whole bunch of like maybe three, four to five, six different obstacles. I might do only half ice. So what I'll do is I'll start coming out of the corners and I just want to see their, how they process things. So, cause the thing is, is like a lot of kids are just, yeah, okay. 
up and down your wing and when you get to the blue line hang a left and you know, they don't think right so what i'll do is i'll take the ice coming out of the corners and i'll have four or five different nets and maybe a, a regroup pass at the red line so what they what they have to do is they have to just find holes so they got to come out two on oh or three on oh and regroup to us and all you're doing is you're making passing finding holes that's what a hockey is right yep. that's all it is you'd be amazed at i'd probably say 50 percent of Guys just don't get patterns. Mm-hmm. And then some guys get a little bit more, and there's a very small percentage that just get it. That yeah. just get it. Yeah. So it's something that, you know, I sit there sometimes, I go, pass it to the guy in front of you. Don't skate behind. Like, it's just really simple. You go here, you go here. Drop it, whatever. Like, it's just a, a pattern. A bunch of, and we could do that from both ends. Uh, it's amazing. One more drill. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's One good. more drill that, that, that'll help you, you know, at least keep your head up and be aware is I'll do like a three on O going down. So it's a like a weave, but the first guy that crosses the red line, so I'm just gonna do it like this. So you got a, th- a three on O weave, one, two, three, okay? So it's follow follow the puck. First guy over the red line is gonna go shoot. Yeah. The other two have to just kind of peel back like this and then they get a pass and then it's a two on O, couple passes. First guy over the red line shoots, third guy goes down and shoot, okay? Then I send the other side. So, but the point of that is that I start adding the intervals get quicker so that the first time you'll go on three on O a couple of times. And then I, I make them go quicker, this quicker. So you got three on O, but it's actually three guys are coming down. Right. So they have to keep their head up and see those type of patterns. Right. right. And they're, they're looking for passes. Now they, they have to be aware that there's three other guys coming. So I increase that. So there's basically six guys going at the same time. And uh, it's just like without teaching a whole lot, they have to get it on their own. Yeah. So it's another way that to do those that. Are, those are great. And that's exactly. So what, you get creative, right? Like as a coach. But the bottom line is you're you're teaching how to process information yeah. while you're doing other things. Yeah. And that's what the hockey sense, hockey IQ yeah. ends up being. You have to be able to do skills. Yeah. You have to be able to skate, pass, shoot, whatever, while also processing the situation around you and yeah. make the right decision yeah because normally there is a right decision or a few right decisions that you could make in whatever the situation is and you have to be able to identify those and that's what those those drills you're practicing doing some of that you're practicing making sure you're thinking and processing while you're doing whatever the pattern is that you said you're supposed to do or whatever you know so it's that's a that's a really good thing so those are those are probably the three if i if i had to say um three things you can actually do to try to improve your hockey IQ. And again, like you said at the start, this doesn't mean you're going to turn into Wayne Gretzky or whatever. It just means that you're going to give yourself a chance at improving your ability to make decisions or, or solve problems on the ice. So that's asking questions, what you said at the start. Make sure that your skill level is high enough that you don't have to worry about that part and you're not distracted by just having to perform the skill. And then making sure your brain and body is working together. Or like you said, you're processing information while performing whatever the task is that you're doing. So those are probably, be the, of all the things we just talked about, those are probably be the three yeah. bullet point takeaways from from that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, that's that's what I got for that. Do you got anything else you want to go to? Two more things yeah. to add. So to be really clear, you can have all the skill in the world. You can work, I mean, you could be accurate with your shooting. It could be speed. You could have agility. You could do everything that you need to do from a skill standpoint and be like really, really good at it. But if you don't understand how to play the game of hockey and how to process patterns and how to use your teammates, then it'll mean absolutely nothing. So the extreme of that would be 
being let's say you're 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 you've got the speed of Pavel Burry in the hands of Kucherov or or Pavel Datsuk or whatever, um, you're still easy to play. Like Connor McDavid is easy to play against if he just plays by himself because five will angle him out and he'll end up in the corner every single time. He's not beating five people. So if you want to use your individual skill to win hockey games, it's not going to happen. You might get away with a shift here and there or something good happens once in a while, but it's not It's not happening. You have to do things to play within a team. That's it. That's all, right? So um, so that's that. The, the last thing I wanted to leave on was last night, if you get a chance to look at the clip, anybody. So if you go to the – so if this is an old clip, it, what year are we in? 2022. Yep. It's the game one of Florida-Tampa uh, Bay playoff game, okay? And uh, Kucherov had two shifts in a row. He was just – he's getting his wheels again, eh? So he comes up the ice uh, and he beats uh, Uyghur on a one-on-one and Uyghur has to pull him down, okay? And he got a penalty, so now it's a power play. So it's, this is 30 seconds after the, the into the power play. Kucherov comes down and he's on old Eki. So he's coming on a – it was a two-on – yep, it was a two-on-two. So he was using a skill patterns, like so he's got he, – in a crossover and he – he gives a head fake, not crazy, but just enough. Eki lunges in, and Cooch takes him to the outside. So X, like his burnt two on one. So now Kucherov is staring at the net like this. Corey Perry's coming in, and he just hard straight to the tape, and Corey Perry just taps it in. Unbelievable play by Kucherov. So I'm not saying that to. I'm not saying that for any other reason is. This is the highest level, okay? And you could sit there and say, like, I'm not here to cut up Aaron. But I, but I was saying is, because I was thinking about last night, if a kid's watching the game, is they, they, if you're watching the game, you say, oh, Kucherov's good, and Ekblad got burnt like he's no good. Okay, but the, Aaron Ekblad's a very intelligent hockey player. So is Kucherov. So you had a battle of brains. And, and so in my, my opinion, I was looking at Aaron does that all the time. He's, he's, he's got that long stick and he saw the perfect time where he was going to lunge, take that puck and probably take a few steps and make a great play. But this time he got caught. Right. So like my point of this is if you're a hockey player, process that, that whole thing, what actually happened there? Aaron had a, you know, look, look at Aaron Akblad's gap. It was a really good gap. His stick was in the right play. How did Kucherov come up the ice? What did he do to to do this? And he was waiting for him to turn his toes and, and to move, and he bet. But yes, if Aaron was to do that again, he would he probably play that one a lot safer because he usually does. But anyways, the point is, is like why did that happen? Like look at it wasn't just a nice goal. What actually happened there? Why did Aaron get out of position? He just not not only a stick, he lunged his body, and now his toes are this way. He, there's nothing he can do. So that's what I'm talking about when you're watching it, watching the game. Just say, "Oh, that was a nice play." Why was it a nice play? And where was the mistake made? And yeah. how can you apply that to your game? Yeah. Right. And then the other thing, if you if you haven't really processed hockey, is that he takes this uh, Kucherov takes this on a two on one. Okay, so like you said, his skill level is so high, he didn't even have to look. He saw Corey Perry out of the corner of his eye, just kind of like that drill I was telling you about before. You know, you're seeing everything around you. So he didn't have to take that, take a look, and then look at the puck and make the play. He kept his feet moving. He looked straight at the goalie, and he didn't even fake a shot, but it was just like he looked, okay, now it's time, and it was like bang on the tape, and then it was unbelievable. Yeah. So that's that's the hockey IQ together. But, like, look at those plays and, and try to figure out what was good, what was bad, what went wrong, what went right. Yeah, yeah. That's how do you apply it for sure? 
So last thing that I wanted to leave off on before we shut her down is, well, first, I guess for the parents is the drills that you were talking about and that mental framework that we were outlining with the asking questions and all that kind of stuff. That's the way that you can help your kids do that. So that's the advice for parents is force them to think critically about things, number one, and then you can practice or have them practice those drills by themselves or with you. Like there's ways you can do it on your own even, but those are good. I got something I can add to that. Yeah, go ahead. Is you can do like you, parents don't have to do this, but it's a game you could play. Is uh, you could show like because when you do things tired and you make your brain work, that's another thing. So you could do something like just an idea, like play with these. I make these things up, yeah. right? So like if you if you do uh, uh, let's say a sprinting drill, so let's say like, like the, the length of this field here outside, you got t- t- ten lengths, and uh, so I'm going to show you before you go. I'm going to show you. Uh, four different cards. Go. I want you to do ten or five hard sprints or f- whatever. At the end of it, come back. What order were they in? What color were they? And all that stuff. And it's like, okay, it's just to get the brain going. That's another way. It's not hockey, but it's another way to get the brain going. Yeah, yeah, okay? definitely. So whatever those drills are, like that's a way you can help for that. But last thing I wanted to talk about was kind of like the coaching angle on this. We, we you mentioned something nice to me when we were talking about it uh, yesterday. What would you say for the hockey IQ? from from a i guess a teaching standpoint or any thoughts or comments about that for coaches improving it dealing with it how to do it whatever you want to throw yeah, on for coaches. well the, the job of a coach is to teach hockey sense that's what their job is yeah that's like no other real thing you come up with systems and then you're teaching a player hockey sense like eric you're you know three times now you've you know here's the system here's the plays uh, it's a two, one, what it's this part of the game. And this is what you did. You need to fix this, this, and this, and, or it's the video or it's whatever. That's what coaching is, is teaching hockey IQ. Yeah. Hockey sense. Yeah. And that's, so that's the, we always talk about it. We've never put it in those terms though. That is what you're doing. You're teaching kids 100%. how to make better decisions in certain situations, whether it's during your practices, during video sessions, yeah. or when you pull a kid aside during the game saying, Hey, this is what happened. This is what you should have done. That is your job. Your job is teaching them to have better hockey sense, how to make better decisions, and that is what hockey IQ is. And that's why it's important, again, for coaches to be a good communicator and to actually take the time to point those things out because that is what your job is. Your job is to do that. You know, and you get the old school guys that sit there crisscross applesauce while they're coaching behind the bench and your job is to help teach that that is why you're there because the kids leave and when they go home they probably don't have parents that can teach that to them yeah they probably don't have a good resource that where they're learning this so especially in their younger years as they're coming up through minor hockey you can help them to be better decision makers in the game with those situations you know and that's why it's important to try to teach it properly where they're playing the game properly not just whoever has the most skill when they're nine wins yeah. kind of situation you know what i mean yeah it becomes very cerebral after a while incredibly cerebral good word yeah cerebral. incredibly cerebral it's a it's a it's a hard task you know just uh oh dog you know this i watched dalton watch the pros uh things have changed a lot since i played uh watching my son go through it right now it's like there's a lot to do man there's a lot to do you for, for physically you have to be in good shape you have to you know for uh uh you might want to be in boxing. You might want to do extra cardio. You might want to do your sprints. Like your day is consumed with a lot of hockey stuff and, and all that stuff is good. But if you can't put that into practice, right, it, it doesn't work. Yeah, It doesn't work. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to say about the kids too is 
like for the kids. Well, actually, we had a call the other day or an email from one of our listeners asking something about uh, the, their younger kid. Uh, he wants them to shoot more pucks, but he just seems to not. And it's like yeah, I, I it, keep yeah. trying to get him to do things, and he just doesn't seem to do it. When When is a good age to actually get him to start? paying attention to this stuff. And gotcha. the answer is actually, it's not your choice to get him to do it. He's going to want to have to do it. And it's the same thing with, uh, with, because if, if you're, if you're a parent and you're always pushing, you should do this, you should do this. And, and if that's what it takes to get going. Or if they don't respond at all, it's, it's, you're, you're playing pool with a rope. It's not going to happen, man. So the point of all the hockey sense thing is that you can get very, very frustrated if you're trying to teach someone, it's like the if the student's not there, you can't teach. So hockey sense isn't going to come unless the player himself has a deep desire to be to learn, to to want to be a hockey player, to learn all the little intricacies. That's why you know our best hockey players that come through here ask Dalton Prout when he came through here as an NHL player, we would do the simplest drill, and he goes, uh, "Andy, what's that? What's, what am I working? What specifically am I working on here?" Okay, so then he would pay attention to that because it would make sense to him, right? Every little drill would be a question. So and Dalton made a career out of it, and um, and why? He asked questions. He worked his ass off, asked questions, wanted to process things. And our best students that, that come here ask a ton of questions, and there's no, there's no wonder why they get the game, right? So like we, I've got one of my students that scraps a little bit and he's uh, going to get into a little bit of jujitsu just to get grip his grips right. So that's intelligent, right? Yeah. I don't need, he doesn't need to be a BJJ black belt, but if you spend time, if you're going to get in that realm of the game, if you're going to play a rough game, it's probably a good idea to be able to maybe take care of yourself a little bit instead of going in there and saying, okay, I think I'll try a fight now. Imagine yeah. That doesn't make sense, right? That hockey sense there—that's that's that you become valuable like learning that extra that extra piece, right? So, and and then learning like how and why that piece, like so you so basically you're taking every little aspect of the game that you possibly can. Knowledge is power, and and you're and you're micro freaking learning. Yeah. So yeah that's anyways, good, I went on there. No, it's okay. I that I could have kept talking about that, but we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Apologies for the fire alarms in advance. So it yeah. might, be, might sound a little choppy for you guys listening, but uh, appreciate the patience because, holy, what a piece of patience we had in here today. So that's it. We'll see you guys next week.